0: Sports
1: Podcast.
2: I said welcome to Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Dandy Ruth, the Angel,
0: Pray No. Welcome to Welcome to the
2: Dirty Sports Podcast.
0: Welcome. To the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, coming to you live from Cincinnati, Ohio, with my co host from Los Angeles, California, Joey. No chill, pray no. Hello, Andy. Good morning. Good morning. We made it. 13 weeks of NFL, five more to go. Let's go. I'm feeling good hey, today.
2: Are you? I don't even know. So you, you're, I guess, one of your teams still left to play. But your other, I mean, it was a good weekend for you. Your Rams win. Your Chargers win. Your Seahawks win. Your Bucs win. And now the Patriots tonight. It does, Ruther's teams go five for five. And, and the Cincinnati Bengals lost, and I attended. And the Bengals lost. Right, that was well. For the against record, against I know charges. I know
0: you like to create this narrative, which the dirt balls just blindly accept. That I have all these teams. First of all, I think it's good for the show that I feel I have a not a diehard allegiance really to anybody at this point. You're like
2: you're like Major League Baseball at this point. Like they want fourteen of their thirty teams to make the playoffs. You're going to be rooting for half of the NFL by the time the year's over.
0: Well. Again, I, I you know I lived in Los Angeles, so so I embraced those two teams. I, I wouldn't say I'm, I'm not a diehard Seahawks guy. I'm not a diehard Bucks guy. Again, I like Tom Brady. I like Russell Wilson. I like Josh Allen. It's not like, like I'm rooting for the Bucks every game. There's a lot of guys I like. Like I can't root. I I like watching. Uh, I like you know I've really enjoyed watching key in, in Washington. This is a great storyline. It doesn't mean Washington's my new team,
2: but I'm like, I kind of find myself rooting Did for it. Did you just guy. announce Washington is now your new team? <laughs> Washington in the mix. He didn't have an NFC East team until right now. We knew he hated the Giants. We knew that the, the oh Cowboys were paper Tigers. He doesn't like Jalen Hurts. It's official announcement. Andy Ruther's NFC East team has been selected it is the Washington football team. Now, to be fair,
0: I did pick them to win the division on our NFL preview show. So I, I just I, I like the dude. I mean, he's he's fun to watch. He makes some wild throws, some reckless throws. Again, he's very you should like him, too. He's very I know it's your own division. He's very Ryan Fitzpatrick esque
2: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: And they're on the same team. So it kind of works out. No, but I, I'm enjoying this season, again, because of just week to week. It's crazy to think we only have five more weeks. Yeah. Yeah, your lighting is is, is off the wall today. Uh, all good. It's a little but, dark in here. but yeah, I, I'm really enjoying these these games, and so much is up in the air. But I, I attended. It's crazy. It hit me yesterday. That was my first football game I had attended you know, since 2019 because of last season with COVID. Right. So it, it was nice to be at a live NFL game.
2: I'm trying to think. I don't, I don't know that I've attended. That right. Game either. Yeah. Mine will be this week.
0: Yeah. So, so it was, it, it was nice to be at a game and uh, even nicer to, to be at a, like an entertaining game. The Bengals and Chargers are very similar teams.
2: Yeah. You think?
0: They are very similar teams.
2: Are they good? Are they? The question is Are they like playoff football teams? Are they teams that can win a playoff game or are they bad football teams? Like at this point, I don't think either are bad. They have, I mean, the Bengals didn't look good yesterday. No. Well, I I think the thing with a bad football team is and and i agree neither of them would like easily be put in the bad category but it's like if you play if 50% of your football games you play you're bad and 50% of the football games you like eke out wins you're not a good football team now the bengal's like have a great game last week the bengal's have had more have
0: crushed the ravens and they've crushed yeah, the steelers
2: the bengal's have had more great performances this year than the chargers have yeah but Again, it's like you know, g- having having a even having a great game and a terrible game that e- that evens out to mediocre.
0: Well, yesterday's game was wild. It had seven turnovers between the two teams, and the Chargers came out hot. The Bengals were so flat. Chargers marched right down. They scored. Chargers went up twenty four nothing early second quarter. And
2: Can I- Randy Ruther get a what the fuck? <laughs>
0: But here's the thing. Obviously, I've watched all the Chargers games this year. No lead is safe with these Chargers. So, I went with. This is what I went with. I went with my sister-in-law, her dad, and her brother.
2: And they're all rooting for the Bengals. And so you go to your sister-in-law, dad, and brother. So no brother, no white, no connection to your sister-in-law. Like no.
0: Oh no, he will. He, so my brother Greg refused. The last Bengals game I attended was with him. It was the infamous January 2014. And unlike
2: and unlike yourself, your brother is a man of his word, and will well, never attend another Bengals game until well, ownership changes.
0: You know, I, I said I said I'll go. I'll wear Chargers
2: gear. And you went as a you went as a Chargers fan.
0: I did. I was in yeah, Chargers. You're gear.
2: a Chargers season ticket holder. Yeah. Now next week when you go as a Niners fan, it'll be. No, I'm not going as a Niners fan next week. Uh, but you're going in your. Can Randy Ruther get a Who Day shirt?
0: Exactly. So anyway, Chargers go up twenty-four nothing. But I'm talking like 13 minutes to go in the second quarter, and my sister-in-law's dad's like, "This game's over. It's done." And I said, "No, it's not." All these Bengals fans are. They're they're like, it's, "I'm like, it's not." The Chargers will give up points, and sure enough, the Bengals come roaring back. It's 24 to 22. The Bengals are driving. They got it down to the 34 the Chargers to take the lead, mix and fumbles. They take it to the house. The rest is history. They don't score another point. But Joe Burrow, I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, for any Bengals fans out there who are still listening to this show, he is getting absolutely lit up. He got six, he got six sacks. He got sacked six times yesterday. He dislocated his pinky. Guys, he is getting abused. You just can't keep this rate. And I have some quick stats, Joe. We talk about the Bengals and how they play, and they started five and two. Since the five and two start, they've gone two and three. Burrow has six touchdowns, the to six interceptions. He's been sacked 19 times in those five games, four fumbles, two lost. Now at this point, Joe Burrow leads the entire NFL. He's tied for the lead with most turnovers and second most sacks. I'll, I'll keep saying it. I know we disagree on this one. Probably, I would not have taken Jamar Chase. I would. No, have taken- we don't.
2: We don't. We don't disagree. I mean, I, I, I am the king of that. I've, I've been on that train the whole time. I mean, you go back to the Giants. I love. I'm still an Odell stand. But even when they got him, even after even after he has the catch and even after he's setting rookie receiving records, I go, cool. But what does it matter if your team sucks because you start with a line, you start with a terrible line. It's like, and, and that's a great example of it. You can have a game changing receiver. And he is. And, and what does it matter if the, you know, the core of your team, which doesn't start on the outside, um, isn't isn't in place now the bengals are a lot far along farther along than the giants were at the time that they drafted odell but still
0: but but to me it's especially seeing burrow is so good burrow and herbert both of them they're so good when you give these guys time especially seeing it live right we had good seats 40 yard line so i had a good aerial view of and i kept saying this during the game i said when you give burrow time this guy will throw dimes But that's why you draft the O-lineman. I I would argue that guys like Burrow or Herbert, they're going to make mediocre receivers better.
2: They should. They're supposed to.
0: And that's another reason you take an O-lineman. Because they already had Tyler Boyd. They already had T. Higgins, who are really good receivers. And I just don't know what the longevity is. I kept thinking of Andrew Luck yesterday. I really did. Of seeing this great quarterback, who's got great arm, great accuracy. And I kept thinking, is this going to be an Andrew Luck 2.0 for Joe Burrow? And on the other side, Herbert got sacked a lot yesterday too, four times, but he's been sacked 11 less times all year. And the Chargers did take an O-lineman with the top 15 pick. So, I just think it's going to be fun to watch those two, right? Because they're always going to be linked because it's the same draft class. And this is the first time they played each other head-to-head in the NFL. It's going to be interesting to see how long Burrow lasts versus Herbert, a team that straight up said, we're getting an O-lineman in the first round. And team who said, no, we're going to take his stud-wide receiver. I always go with the O-lineman, hands down.
2: Yeah, I mean, now it's – I feel like that that comes down to – that's one less – That's less than one sack a game. You know, also Burrow is playing in the AFC North. Uh, Defense is, you know, significantly better, uh, especially in terms of getting the quarterback. But Burrow also gets the ball out faster. Herbert tends to sit back there because they tend to try to get those long plays going. I think they should do it more. But listen, I agree with you. Um, The bottom line is, you just have to protect him at all costs, and it didn't seem like last year the issue was we don't have enough weapons. That's the that's the thing. It's like you you get this guy because he they went to college together and they like each other, and you want to surround him with weapons and blah 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 blah. But it doesn't seem like the issue was uh, an Aaron Rodgers going like you never you never give me weapons. It, you just you gotta protect him, and and a team that's as as been down and bad. As the Bengals have forever, it's like how do you not just build it that way?
0: Yeah, and I thought of you watching that game yesterday as well. The Chargers were going downfield, Joe, in the first quarter and a half, like you yeah. said, yeah. and they and they they built a twenty-four nothing lead, and literally, they just start doing dump offs. I, I thought, why are they not doing this? They 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 played conservatively, like you were complaining last week, where they're doing the dump offs to Eckler or the quick little slants to Allen. And sure enough, the Bengals got right back in the game because they stopped pushing the ball down the field.
2: And listen, having a balanced attack is one thing, but you see it with Mahomes. Uh, You know, you see it with, actually the Raiders do it a lot in stretching the field. Is like when you have a quarterback, especially with his arm talent, that should be that should be the first thing you just go. We can always pull this out on you, and therefore you have to you have to defend that. And then we'll do you know we'll take advantage of how you play that. But it just seems like they get away from it so easily. Yeah. And it's like I get that you know sometimes you're going to blitz a guy and sometimes you're going to bring pressure from different areas and try to get the ball out of his hands faster. So you need to adjust for that. Like I I hate it when. Offenses is come to, with their play. Tom Brady will come with a play and then adjust it at the line. But I hate it when you watch an offense like the Chargers, where you feel like they're coming to the line with like, hey, little swing pass to Eckler. Like, okay, okay audible to that. But this is your play call? Seems, yeah. it seems like very soft.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. One last thing I'll say, and we'll move on from that game. I saw something yesterday, which I'd never seen which again, I've been very critical of Zach Taylor and I'll continue to be, I don't think you should be in the NFL as a head coach. The Bengals score yesterday, their first touchdown. So they make it 24 to six. He calls a timeout after they score, which is kind of interesting. You know, like, why are you calling a timeout? And the timeout was to debate to go for two which I also think is reckless. And I'm in the stand saying, wait, you're already going for two. It's the second quarter. So you're, so now you're going to have to go for two every single time. You're, I guess his thought process is we're already down 24, nothing. We're going to score three touchdowns and go for two every time. But in my head, I'm thinking, how are you going to get the two point conversion three, three out of three times, right? Prano, he calls a timeout after they score a touchdown. Then the Bengals get a delay of game. Yeah. And he owned it in the press conference, but I've never seen anything like that. And then, of course, they kick an extra point after the delay of game. But but to me, that is a microcosm of what that organization is, the ineptitude of a play like that. You just cannot happen. You, You can't have a delay of game after you call a timeout after you scored.
2: Honestly, I'm at the point with two point conversions and goal lines and all the stuff, honestly, inside the five, I do not know. I mean, you talk about teams that script their first 15 plays. I don't know how you don't have all we're doing is coming to the line and having numbers one through 10. They're all fucking pick plays. They're just at a different formations. It works fucking every time if it's executed, right? At this point. Honestly, I think the only reason that that play has not been made illegal or that they have adjusted the rules is because some teams are too dumb to do it every time. If you're inside, I would call it, and then I would call it again from a different formation if it didn't work. And then I'd call it again from a different formation if it didn't work. And if it does work, I'd call it from a different formation just so they don't know. They're, like, it is undefendable if you're trying to get a three-yard gain or a five-yard gain.
0: Yeah. What do you make of the Ravens? going for two.
2: I like it. I like it. You, you the, that you know,
0: did you see what Harbaugh said why? Was it on the road? Well, he said, our corners, they were so, they were heading into the game with so many injuries and they had more during the game. And he said we were so low on the corner depth chart. I just thought we couldn't stop if it went to overtime. He said we wouldn't basically. Basically said they wouldn't be able to stop a pass game. Right. So he was like, we scored, we got to take our chance.
2: I mean, first of all, the, the play was wide open. It was a great play. It was a great play. It's, it's you know, a, a version of the play I'm that talking that about. That you're talking about, yeah. Where it's like, it's pretty undefendable. I mean, he gets that ball in that position and there's, a, I guess there's a 8% chance that they tackle him if he catches it, but probably not, you know, it's going to take an exceptional play. But I also like, you know, the general, like, hey, we're, if we're at home and we have a crowd on our side, let's go into overtime and, you know, play for the tie and go to overtime and, 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 you know, use the home momentum. And if you're on the road, just go for the win. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I like it too. But obviously, Watt got in the way as far as he affected the trajectory of Jackson's pass. I mean, here we are again with the Steelers. They're, they're herpes, dude. The Steelers are herpes. They just won't go away. You keep coming back time and time again. And I, and I'm watching that game. I don't have any skin in it. I just, I just, you know, I don't want them to keep these occasional wins. Like I keep saying the thought of the Steelers in the playoffs. Oh my God. They're so, they're just not fun to watch. And and Baltimore, they don't have an offense right now. And that's another thing to kind of go back to Cincinnati briefly. Like the division is there for Cincinnati the next few years. Don't you agree with, yeah. with the Steelers, who knows what's happening? Ben's retiring. Baltimore, you know, they win games, but they're whatever. Cleveland, I mean, Lamar
2: Jackson, the missing games this year. That's that's this is you know a typical. This is a, regardless of where the NFL goes. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. And and I don't know if you watched the SEC championship game, but they were talking about it with Bryce Young. They don't call any designed runs for him at all. Zero. Sometimes he runs, but they call zero design runs for him. It's like, I, I understand the game is changing, but at some point, if you're running your quarterback, it's just a numbers game. Eventually, something's going to happen. And you look at this Ravens team. Sure. In a perfect world where everybody's healthy. I mean, you talk about, oh, they're down corners. They're down whatever. That's all that. That's football. But being down your quarterback. I mean, look at the Giants week one without garrett they're like hey let's run danny dimes more now he has a neck injury now they have a, a mike glennon start and a jake Fromm in los angeles coming up like you you know the the, the I, I reason missed
0: that jake glennon got hurt
2: yeah glennon uh concussed yesterday which probably happened in the third play of the game based on how he played after the first drive. And they just kept him in probably because no one could, no one had a step ladder to get to the top of his neck (laughs) and give him the concussion protocol. Oh man. I know. Wow. Like the Sinclair dinosaur. Uh. But, yeah, I mean, you, you look at the Ravens, the Ravens are going to be – the Ravens are always going to be in the mix with Harbaugh, with the way they play defense, whatever. But it's certainly – and and this is why it goes back to what you're saying about protecting Burrow because year in and year out, Lamar Jackson is going to miss a game or two. He's yeah. going to be hobbled for a game or two.
0: Yeah, I know. Like, at this point, I, I, I'm, I'm taking them out of my – Not that I really had them there. You know, I'm taking I'm taking the Ravens out of my potential to make the Super Bowl from the AFC. You know, at this, at this point, I have it down to three teams that I think can make the Super Bowl from the AFC. And that'd be the Chiefs, the Bills, and the Patriots. I I I don't think any other teams in that conference can make it. Now it could happen. We all know upsets happen, and
2: teams get hot. And there is five weeks left, and Odell's but, off the Browns, so they're they've got you know some juice ahead of them. I don't
0: I don't know what that means. You, you keep going there. You keep you keep going there about your boy. You you know what you're love. You, you know what you know what. People who love Odell is this. This is the this is the analogy I'm going to use. People who still love Odell when he was amazing 2014 to 2016. It's like when you were in a relationship and you only remember the good things. Like you hold on to those glorious moments with that significant other.
2: I'm not even, I'm not even necessarily like that. The thing is, and yeah, I love Odell, but I think that there's multiple groups of people. And sadly, the majority is in the ones that are like, oh, yep, cancerous, blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, he's on the fucking browns he was on the browns how are the browns how are was, the browns without him how are the browns how Where are all the, the browns He was also on the yeah. giants and when he was on the giants he was setting a record every game he played the most this in 25 games the most this in 26 games the most this in 27 games but that's and my the, point and that's and that's when the giants were terrible
0: but that's my point is he, he was doing those he had a great three-year run that's why I use the analogy of the significant other. We Sometimes we tend to romanticize things that were only great, and we forget the bad of a relationship or the troubles that we had. That's how I view it. I mean, look, he got he got a touchdown. He didn't get your two touchdowns yesterday. He got yeah. a touchdown.
2: Back-to-back to back weeks with a TD. But Starts I, a new streak.
0: But my thing for him, at the end of the day, I just don't think he makes your team that much better at this point of his career. That's just my viewpoint. Like, like take everything else away from it. Let's strictly talk football. I, I think, I think he's just a hand. Like, eh, he's he's here. I, I don't think he makes what, what
2: receiver in the NFL at this point. Do you think makes your team that much better? As far as what? Well, I don't know. It, it, it to me, it doesn't seem like. I, I don't. I can't think of a single receiver in the league right now that that does that that is like an absolute game changer came to a team or leaves a team and now it's like well we can't compete because we lost this guy or we got this guy and now we're that much better it's just not the that's just not receivers these days well, I, and, not, and, and we, the,
0: the, but that's my point that so we're agreeing there like i i think the positions change so much i think you can really plug in holes i think so many of these guys are so talented so so maybe you're right. Maybe it's not just about Odell, it's just about receivers in
2: general. And that- I think what you're gonna see with Odell, because listen, Cooper Cup is leading the league in everything. He's great. He's leading the league in everything. And he's great. But the thing about Cooper Cup, he he gets the play call. He gets the he gets the well designed play where he sneaks across and he's wide open and they give him the ball in space. And what I think you'll see with Odell down the stretch as they start to mix him in where he actually learns the offense, where he learns the intricacies of that, I think you'll see more easy catches from him. And then it's just a matter of, do they want him back next year for X amount of money or does he go somewhere else? Because, again, I can't think of a single receiver right now that would go onto the market and be like, oh, we need this guy. I don't Cooper cups leading the league in everything. I don't see Cooper cup being like, I demand a bunch of money and him going to the Browns and him showing out with the Browns.
0: Well, I think there's certain receivers that can really be like, they can enhance a team and they can, they're depending again on the system, on the quarterback, on the situation you know i think if, if a justin jefferson went to a team like he's a prime example because he's kind of get he kind of gets lost in the mix in the Vikings right he's a obviously he's different because he's a second year player he's a great young talent but I think if you put him on certain teams and I to be honest I don't have one off the top of my head I think it could it could take them next level but I agree with your stance that the wide receiver position and skill positions for the most part I just don't know how much they affect the overall team as far as making them that much better. I mean the Chiefs right now are crazy to watch because it's all their defense. they're still not clicking. they had like 265 yards of offense last night.
2: yeah and you know I, I, I heard the and I saw that the Twitter sphere oh the, you know the offense still isn't back it's like listen. Doesn't matter. We've seen it. We've seen it the last few weeks, with you know, uh, with San Francisco and Seattle, with uh, you know, whoever the whoever the game t- with Pittsburgh and Baltimore. You play a division game against the division rival that isn't awful. You're going to be in for a fucking dogfight. We've seen it with the Vikings versus the Packers a couple weeks ago. Like, you go in there. You get out of there with a win. And by the way, it wasn't a close game. There's no point where the Broncos were really in that football game. You get in there and you come out with a decisive victory. To me, that's that's all you can ask for.
0: I agree. I, I've seen a lot of pundits say they're they're still worried. And I said, I wouldn't be worried at all. Because I think the offense, I, I was reading something today, I think it was on the athletics, saying this is five games in a row now with the offense. And I said, But they've won all five. Right. You like no one expected the defense to play at the level that it's playing. Are we also
2: at. judging them on the basis of what their offense once was as opposed to Yes. Whatever like if this was the Dolphins then look at the Dolphins. Uh it's all look at how good their defense is playing. Look at how was like I mean, what was the score of the uh what was the score of the the fucking Chiefs Broncos game? Like 23 to 9 or something? 22-9 and the Dolphins Giants is 20 to 9. If it, if it, you know, the Dolphins have won these five games or whatever as well. Oh, look how good their defense is playing. Oh, whatever. Tua's doing it instead of like, oh, Mahomes, what's wrong with Mahomes? And by the way, that's a testament to like all the people who are like, what about Tua? What about Tua? We're now at the point where if Tua plays what the entire NFL press would call bad. What's wrong with Patrick Mahomes? Maybe he's not your guy. Yeah. What's I, wrong I think- with Patrick Mahomes? He's been playing like Tua the last five weeks. Meanwhile, the people in Miami are like, it's it, we got our guy. Yeah, I'd be excited about clients are the- only in that game because of Tua.
0: Yeah. If I'm a cheese fan, again, like I'd rather have a better defense, especially when you know your offense could. The, the, the thing about the Chiefs offense, they might not be playing again, like you said, in the past. They can explode any game for 35, 40 points.
2: And I don't even really, I'm not even worried if I'm the Chiefs coaching staff or a Chiefs fan or whatever about their ability to explode on any given game and score X amount of points. But what we've seen of this team, like, okay, they scored 22 points last night. Fine. And, and six is, of them were
0: on defense.
2: Right. But is there any scenario against any team in the history of the game against the 85 bears where you're like, the chiefs couldn't just score 14 random points if they needed to in a minute and a half in three minutes, if in eight minutes, like there's no lead against a team that has that kind of dynamic playmakers and that kind of ball thrower where I'm like, Oh, 14 points to say if we just get up 14 on the chiefs, that's it. We go into grind the game out mode.
0: Yeah. Are you done or can we officially end this? You picking the Atlanta Falcons.
2: It's unbelievable. Although they fucking at the end, they're right there. They still, they still fucking are, are in striking distance, but yeah, probably. I mean, really? that was incredible. They have, I mean, they drop, they drop a pass in the end zone to, to be a what a three-point game or whatever? A four eight point game. I don't know what it was, but they lost 30
0: to 17.
2: Yeah. And they but they were 11 point dogs, right?
0: Like nine and a half, ten and a half, something like that.
2: Yeah. I know. I was like, you're you're down, whatever. Go kick the field goal and go for the uh what'd they lose? 30, 17? Yeah. Yeah, it's doesn't work there.
0: Well, the Detroit Lions got to win.
2: I mean, so much to unpack in this game, so much, so much. Well, let's for- start. Let's start on the Viking side, Andy. Okay, let's start on the Vikings. Now, now, I don't know. I, I, you know,
0: full disclosure, I was attending a game while this game was being played, so you know, I've read the whatever, I've watched some highlights, I've read reports, but this you- is
2: during the game that this is tweeted this is during the fourth quarter that this is tweeted so add one more loss to it i believe it he was even on i believe cbs even showed it on the uh, screen kirk cousins 2 25 and 1 with the vikings when trailing entering the fourth quarter is that bad so now 2 26 and 1 Wow. Kirk Cousins has come back from a fourth quarter deficit. Now we're talking any points. One point trailing by any points. Okay. Two now 26 and one in his Vikings career. That's all you need to know. He can't come. And unbelievably Andy, this is why this it's, it's that's one of the craziest stats I've ever heard. Honestly, there's multiple versions of this because I'm pretty sure CBS showed it on the screen. There's multiple versions of that tweet because obviously people took the tweet from the screen, right? Took the stats from the screen and tweeted it. When I say, when I say, Andy, that the majority of Vikings fans in the replies under multiple of these tweets is like, well, yeah, <laughs> thanks, CBS. It's easier to win games when you're leading than it is to win games when you're losing. Or some version of like, uh, what about when Kirk Cousins comes back and the defense or Zimmer or uh, blows the lead after he regains it. Motherfucker. There's You can slice this fucking shit medium pizza any way you want to slice it. You can slice it in squares. You can slice it in triangles. You can make it eight pieces. You can make it 16 pieces. You can make it two big pieces, 26 little pieces, and one tie piece. But the fact of the matter is Kirk Cousins... Facts, Two twenty-six 26, and 1 when trailing by any amount going into the first qu- fourth quarter. Kirk Cousins is a frozen medium pizza that fell off a truck on the way to the supermarket that a homeless guy found and had to cook with his crack lighter.
0: It's a long title, but it'd be great for the episode if we could make that happen i don't think so so that's stat, because i had not seen it obviously i i don't want to un- undersell that that no lie is one of the why wi- here's why it's one of the wildest stats it really does because because i you know i i'm like i try to ride the fence i don't even say ride the fence as far as Kirk cousins i'm just kind of like eh, whatever i'm not as hard on him as you have been but that stat to me says all i need to know that is insane that is an insane stat
2: by the way i i stand by this i have not been hard i this is this is where i'm at when it comes down to every basically player evaluation people take so much fucking issue with the way i'm not saying kirk cousins good bad or whatever all i'm saying is if you think kirk cousins is a great quarterback if you think you can win a super bowl with kirk cousins if you think kirk cousins is a franchise guy if you think you can hand over your team down three at the start of the fourth quarter to kirk cousins and he's going to come back if you think kirk cousins is going to have the the any of the great Super Bowl game driving moments that we've seen from Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and Eli Manning and Joe Montana and Ben Rothelsberger and Aaron Rodgers and any of these guys, you're wrong because he isn't, and it's all there in black and white, clear, clear as crystal. You you play Kirk Cousins, you get nothing. Good day, sir. It is what it is. So I don't even give a shit about judging Kirk Cousins. All I give a shit about is judging the people who judge Kirk Cousins. Like, you're wrong. The Vikings, you're wrong. Kirk Cousins defenders, you're wrong. Am I right? I don't know. What do I, I don't have to be right. All I have to know is you're fucking wrong. Okay, this is wild. I had to look
0: this up. I had to look this up. This is wild. This is how bad the Kirk Cousins stat is. I just put in a pro football reference NFL fourth quarter comeback career leaders since 1960. You know, the top five is no surprise. Peyton Manning, number one. Tom Brady, number two. Ben Roethlisberger, number three. Drew Brees, number four. Johnny Unitas, number five. Marino, Matt Ryan, Matthew Stafford, all tied, number six. Here's what's crazy
2: now where, by the way, since you're a Vikings fans making fucking excuses, where's the excuses for Matt Stafford, who plays on the who played his entire career on the fucking Lions, who have a far greater history of blowing shit than the Vikings. Think about how many more Matt Stafford would have if half of them didn't get blown by the Lions.
0: So here's what's crazy about this stat. It lists all the way down to 247 players that are like tied. It goes to the people who have had three or more fourth quarter comebacks. Kirk Cousins is not on this list. Okay, this is a wild list. Can I go over some of these players who are who are ahead of Kirk Cousins? Can I go over this? This is hilarious. Quarterbacks who have more fourth quarter comebacks. Are you wins. sure he's
2: not in the 247 people? He doesn't have three fourth quarter comebacks in his career.
0: Am I missing him?
2: I don't know. I, I mean, would I be shocked? No.
0: Well, no, no, no. He does. Sorry. Because you, because you, I'm confused. So he's 86. He is 13th. I, I'm incorrect. Okay. Sorry. Okay. But I thought you said he was down. I'm confused on his stat now. I thought you said he's two in his t-
2: Vikings career.
0: Oh, Vikings. Sorry. So he's 80. He's tied with, he's tied with your boy Fitz, and a bunch of others. He has 13 fourth quarter comeback wins in his career. Uh, Oh, I'm getting a live stat. Oh, look at this. Tyler Hawkins coming to the rescue. The official dirty sports analytics guy. He just texted me this right now. Kirk Cousins in the fourth quarter in his career has a 56.2 QBR. 22 points below league average. It's pretty bad. Here's here's some QBs with more fourth-quarter comeback wins in their career, though. I can still do this. Cam Newton, Joe Flacco, Derek Carr, Andy Dalton, Ryan Tannehill, Jay Cutler, Carson Palmer. I mean, John Kitna.
2: (laughs) 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 We're at the John Kitna portion of the show, everybody. I mean, it's, yeah, I was gonna say, it's still not that good. No, it's not that good.
0: I mean, it's, it's, yeah. For, for as how long has he played? I, you know, as I look it up, he's tied with, uh, here's a good reference. As I look it up, he's tied with, um, Ken O'Brien, Kenny O'Brien. There's, there's a little deep dive for you.
2: Wow. So well, I don't. My thing is, I don't give a shit. Cool. Like everybody. Oh, you're a fucking Kirk Cousins hater. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I don't care. I don't give a shit at all. I just feel sad. I feel sad. It, listen. I just feel sad for the people who are out there that get up every Sunday like I do. Watch the whole day of football, all day Sunday, morning games, afternoon games, night games, Monday night football. They sit there with their thoughts, and they're like, yeah, Kirk Cousins is a franchise QB. You're wasting your entire life. You're wasting thousands of hours a year watching football.
0: This would be my advice to those people. I I think we got to learn just to accept our limitations on some of our players.
2: Imagine having a team and just being like, if we go into the fourth quarter down, we lose the game. 100% of the time (laughs) and think your quarterback's good.
0: Well, there's a lot to break down from that game. Dan Campbell and that fourth down decision with a lead under two minutes inside his own what 25 or was it 30? Whatever.
2: There's two. I've, I had my first theory on this was, Oh, he wants to lose only explanation at the time. Oh, he wants to lose because he's stuck with Jared Goff. We have quarter, you know, just draft a QB. You got to start there rebuild at this point. Who gives a, like why win two games this year? Why win three games this year? Why win one game this year when you can guarantee yourself the number one overall pick, just lose them all. Then when they win the game, Unbelievably, I was like, well, there goes that theory. So now my new theory is he has reached the George Costanza portion of his coaching career where do you remember the episode in Seinfeld where George realized like his life was, was not going at all how he wanted it to? And so what he was going to do is now make the complete opposite decision that he always makes and see if it turns things around. If if the if his first instinct was always wrong, maybe the opposite is always right. Yeah. So Dan Campbell being like 100% of coaches punt the ball here. But if I punt the ball here, I'm going to lose this game. Maybe I go for it here and I win the game and it works. Are we going to see Dan Campbell onside kick to start next game? Are we going to see dan campbell playing going to like the wishbone are we gonna see i kind of want to Cam- see like, all this i i, I want to see dan the campbell Lion. is george do, costanza for the rest of the year
0: yeah what do you have to lose seriously though if the line started off the next game with an onside kick i'd love that what do you have to lose you have nothing to lose you're in a sense playing with house money and that house is a burnt
2: down crack house yeah from detroit and you're like i found a quarter yeah that's that's essentially whole what house burned down but there's a sack of there's a sack of laundry money here yeah that's what you're playing with detroit and it, we know again much like the kirk cousin the vikings fans who are kirk cousins defenders we know from detroit lions Reddit, they uh, don't give a shit if they lose every game
0: i mean they we the not rea- gonna do anything the reaction of goff I, I, I It was cringe of the team. I know they're excited they won their first game, but the celebration like you just won the Super Bowl was so cringeworthy to watch. Dan Campbell actually called into our show, though. Did he? Yeah, he called into our show, and he has a message for you.
1: It's Dan Campbell, man. <laughs> I want a game, Prano, you can suck my big hairy lion nutsack, man. I'm so fired up, man. Fuck you, Prano, we won a game. Mike Zimmer's dead, I killed his whole career. You don't give Jared Goff one minute left on the clock, man. That win was for Detroit, Little Caesars Pizza Man, 8 Mile, everybody, man. Stay dirty.
2: Wow. He was turned. I love, (laughs) I love in his post game. He said the win was for the Oxford victims and in his call to a show, it was for little Caesar's pizza.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Hey man, he's
2: he's in the locker room. He's like, Hey man, this is for all the kids who died. And he's like, all right, now that I got that bullshit out of the way on national TV, let me say what I really feel on this podcast. This
0: is for fast food pizza, man. Little Caesars, man. You want to hear hear a random Little Caesars thing? Yeah. I was getting out the Christmas lights at my parents' house, which I did. uh, like. I should tweet. I should send out a photo. It's the most pathetic display. I have no clue what I'm doing. And it looks. My neighbors were roasting me. It's terrible. It's the worst display of Christmas lights, probably in the history of Christmas lights. Anyway, they had them wrapped. Some of the lights that were really old were wrapped around an old, it was smart because it worked. An old, like cut out from a little Caesar's box. Okay. There's two of them, but it was such an old looking little Caesar's box. I'm not exaggerating. It was from a little Caesar's box 30 like plus years ago. Like I'm looking at this, I'm holding it up looking like Caesar
2: still had a full head of hair.
0: Yeah. I think it was from when actually Caesar was the emperor of Rome. That's how old this box was. And I kept thinking, like, really, this is this is what's been holding these lights together in its own rubber box in the garage. But I'll send you a picture.
2: Sounds like sounds like you need to text my brother. Mikey needs to help you step up your Christmas light game. Oh, I bet his is insane. Well, you know, he has pyrotechnics. (laughs) You haven't seen it? His fire that goes off. It's all you can drive by. Yeah, you can drive by his house and tune into the radio, turn it, tune into an AM station and you can hear the music that plays along with the thing.
0: Oh, he's that guy.
2: Yeah, he's that guy. There's literally fire cannons that go off to the sound of the music.
0: Oh, good for him. Yeah, dude. He he you know, what he is. He's like your brother's like suburban dad on steroids. Totally. Hundred percent. Good for him. If I I'll text you and him a picture of these lights. All I did was I took old lights that were stuck in my parents' garage. It's it's so embarrassing. And they say, you know, you shouldn't mix like the old lights that have color with the white lights. I, I didn't care. I just threw them all up on two small bushes in the front yard. Right.
2: You're gonna burn down your parents' house that you've been living in since they died.
0: Why don't they say because of
2: that reason? I don't
0: know. I think they say just because it doesn't look aesthetics. Good. Yeah, aesthetically it doesn't look good. Dan Campbell's like, go for it. Who gives a shit? (laughs) See the coach next year.
2: I I don't know. I guess. How is I said, how did they not fire him immediately after that fourth down call? Like, I mean, like, get out right now. And he's like, there's a minute and a half left to like get the fuck out of here.
0: Zimmer for sure lost his job after that game. Let's
2: just let's just go. Let's just put a let's just bookend this. Lions Vikings discussion the Lions in year one of Jared Goff year one have just won their first ever football game of the season year one week 13 week 13 Jared Goff now has one half as many fourth quarter comebacks with the Detroit Lions as Kirk Cousins has with the Minnesota Vikings he now trails in NFC North, fourth quarter comebacks, Kirk Cousins by one. Wow.
0: I want to say something. Oh, well, I
2: guess not though, because the Vikings were what were probably leading going into the or the, the Lions were leading going into the fourth quarter, right? So okay, he's still two down.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, I do want to say something else about Goff, and I and I know we dunk on him a lot. It, it's I like it's hard not to. J- Jeff Fisher Let, let's just go back to that briefly quick reminder Jeff Fisher traded up when he was the Rams coach to get golf it's it's just crazy to think about like 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 we've been lucky recently I'd say with some really good young talented QBs right the Josh Allens the Herberts the Joe Burroughs Miami fans will say too, uh, You know, I know I'm missing some guys, but my point is Mac Jones, Lamar Jackson, like, like like we've had good young guys that have developed, but we've had some drafts that were just like, what the fuck happened there? The the Mariota, James Winston draft, Jared Goff, like the, Jer- the Jared Goff overall number one pick, I really think doesn't get enough.
2: That missed Trubisky, wasn't he too?
0: Yeah. Or something like that? He was two. It's a good point. But I think, I think the Jared Goff going one somehow flies under the radar. Like, this guy is terrible, guys. Again, Sean McVay covered up how bad he was. Now, I know he's in the Lions, so it's the opposite end of the spectrum. And he's probably maybe somewhere in between if he's on, like, let's say, a 7-5 and five team. I just think he's so
2: bad. I just, listen, I don't watch a a lot of college football at all. But to me, it's like the eye test is like, first you have to pass the eye test. To me, that's like, that's step one.
0: Like for me, Bryce Young has passed the eye test.
2: Like to me, I watched Bryce Young yesterday for like the second time. He's amazing. Yeah. To, To me, eye test wise, he's better than Trevor Lawrence was when I watched Trevor Lawrence in college.
0: Yeah, I can see that.
2: I test wise. I test wise. Bryce Young showed me stuff yesterday. Jared Goff has never shown me for one second at any level of football ever.
0: Yeah. No, I agree. It's. I mean, it's. Like, like I've said, I, I don't know if we'll be in the league in a few years. Well, moving right along, the Eagles behind. Carter Minshew.
2: Did they find the quarterback that can get the ball to Jalen Hurts? No. Nick Sirianni is going back to Jalen Hurts next week. <laughs> That's the best game they've had in a while. It is.
0: I missed this I mean, one. It was, the
2: J- it was against the Jets.
0: I thought for sure the Jets would show up. I missed it in my personal pick six league, but yeah, it's interesting that they're definitely going back to Jalen hurts. I mean, it's crazy. Like, you know, the the Cowboys, they're only two wins above these teams and it's not like the Cowboys looked that good. They did. No, it's the Saints. If
2: if they didn't have, if the saints didn't have to start, just a money laundering scam at quarterback <laughs> Taysom Hill looks so bad he looks so bad he looked dude terrible. i mean i i picked i picked the uh, Saints in that game based solely on the fact that the Cowboys i didn't think the Cowboys could score enough points to cover and low key i was right and then at the end of the game Taysom Hill is just like you get a pick six and you get a pick six he just went full Oprah. Yeah. I mean, at this point, I want, you know, we talk about the emails of Gruden and the Redskins. I want the emails behind the Saints giving Taysom Hill these two contracts. I want them. I demand them. I think that there should be a congressional investigation.
0: Like the 9-11
2: commission. Dude, if you are a Saints fan, and 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 this is, this again is sort of the problem of fandom. I was there. I was in the superdome saints fans love him. You know, they love him and that's fine. You can love him all you want, but the love has to be, you have to consider value against what you love. You have to consider his position and what he does. I want a congressional investigation on how in God's name, the saints gave him these two contracts. It doesn't make any sense. It's a money laundering scheme. It's the only explanation.
0: So they have Jameis Winston under contract for the next two years. So I assume they go back to him.
2: Dude, I love New Orleans. I love the city. I like, I like, I low-key like the Saints. I've low-key always been like, cool. I like, you know, fun team to root for. You know, especially in division with like the Bucks and the Falcons and the Panthers. It's like good fans, great city. Why are they doing this to themselves? Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill.
0: Well, I think this Russell Wilson to the Saints keeps getting a little more traction. So I don't know. He finally looked decent yesterday. You know, the one couldn't
2: inter- look de- decent the fucking week before when it would have won me some money.
0: I know the one interception was the total end zone drop. Like he looked, he looked all right. The The Niner, they just have the Niners number. I don't know what it is. They just beat them all the time. That's a huge loss for the Niners. Huge. And, and now, I mean, the, every game is so competitive. Now, now the Niners come to Cincinnati this week. So you got two teams coming off huge losses, a seven and five team, a six and six team.
2: I'd argue again though, like, Especially the Seahawks being where they are, like the wind doesn't help them. Yeah. What like I understand tanking in the NFL is difficult. It's a difficult thing. You're putting your players into a position where you know you you, essentially you can't tank, you can't purposely lose games. But you can sit Russell Wilson because he hasn't looked healthy. You know what I mean?
0: Sure. Good luck with that though. I think he's the type of guy who's like, don't you're not sitting me. You know, I just that's that I think mean, that's that's how he is. He didn't he doesn't want to sit. But yeah, th- them being at four and eight, th- th- like that win does nothing for them. Now, had they won last week, you know, it's a little different if they're five and seven. They're just a couple games out, and anything can happen in the last five or six weeks. But I'll be, I, you know, obviously I'm going, I'm going to the game this week. Again, my buddy's coming in town. He's a diehard Niners fan. He's flying in from uh, Monterey. So I'll be, I'll be curious to see how the Niners and Bengals perform this week. And uh, I hate to say it. I don't, I don't think I'm going to hate them. My, 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 my early indicators, the Niners win that game too. I I just, I think they're, you know, I think, I think at this point in the season, you, we're going to see the better coaches and the better run organizations prevail when they have to. And that's why I said, I mean, what are your three? I said my three to make the Super Bowl from the AFC at least are Patriots, Bills, Chiefs. Not like that's a major surprise, but I'm, right. I'm knocking off some other ones.
2: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm right there as well.
0: Because, I mean, who,
2: who are the other playoff teams right now? The other playoff teams are the Ravens. The other playoff teams are the Bengals Chargers, the Chargers Titans Titans. Yeah. I mean, I, I, honestly, the Titans of all the teams like are the most like frisky, but I still, you know, like team built around the run that closing games on the back of Derek Henry. Like I know there's talk that he could return and blah, blah, blah. So like, I guess I wouldn't bury them, but I don't like them without Derek Henry. Yeah, but they're also a team. I wouldn't want like for for the teams that we agree have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I wouldn't want to be playing the Titans if I were any one of them. Although I guess maybe if you're the Pats, you do because you got a coaching. Whatever.
0: Okay, let me ask this of the two conferences. What teams need home field the most? Like, who's it most important for to get the one seed? And which teams do you think it benefits the most? I guess those are basically the same question.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think when you look at me, all three of your teams from the AFC that you like, I feel like those teams need home field. I feel like New England is, I mean, it's hard to say. Rookie quarterback. Yeah. But it's also hard to judge because like, think about all the years like New England just had home field all the time. Yeah. Um Kansas City, I think home field is like everything for them. Buffalo obviously great home crowd. I think, you know, like Arizona, I don't think it really matters. Like that's an example. Yeah. I mean, you look you look at the the NFC I think it's like way more right up. I mean, you look Arizona, Green Bay. Sure. It's helpful. But like, again, like I feel like Aaron Rodgers, we've seen him go on the road and win lots of places. Tampa Bay. It's like, yeah, maybe Tom Brady, old warm weather a little bit. You know, maybe he wants to play uh, in Arizona or in Dallas or in Los Angeles rather than going to a Green Bay. Um, Even though he but, did it last year and won. Yeah. But the Rams like does it matter? No. Because their home field is dog shit anyway. Dallas, like I don't even give Dallas a fucking chance of winning a playoff game. So. Really? That's where you're at. Which one of the, which one of the playoff teams did they beat right now? Arizona. Arizona, Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Rams, Washington, San Francisco. Right now, they would play. They would play the Rams at home.
0: Yeah, I would obviously pick the Rams in that game. Yeah,
2: I mean, I, they could beat Washington, sure, but they're not going to play Washington. They're they're the the Cowboys. If they make the playoffs, are essentially locked into the four seed.
0: Yeah. Well, a lot can happen. I mean, we got five weeks left of football.
2: I'm excited. They'll have their their chance. They're they're four point favorites on the road at Washington this week. They have Washington Giants, Washington Cardinals, Eagles. Okay, so they don't have a too tough, too tough a route. No, but also division. What do you think they win? So they're eight and four. 11 games. Yeah. You think they go three and two? Wait, who do they play? Washington, Giants, Washington, Cardinals, Eagles. Yeah. I go three and two. I think they win three of those.
0: It's 11 and six. So I'm, uh, I just I just clicked over the YouTube comment section and I see, when did Andy get so much gray in his beard? Yeah, I got I got a lot of gray. Got a lot of gray in the goatee part. But luckily, I'm glad you asked that. Luckily, I have my friends at Harry's. Look at this box, my friends at Harry's Razors, who sent me a nice holiday box to keep that beard looking fresh. Did you get one of these, Joe?
2: I did not. Really? but perhaps it's on the way okay yeah because
0: i just received one they should have your address so i have been keeping my beard it's about 32 33 days in looking fresh shaping
2: it up <laughs> not that i'm keeping track
0: because i am keeping track hey facts only here with andy Ruther. i keep stats oh, and on-
2: we need we I, th- I feel like we need to get and we need to go andy Ruther to the Major League Baseball, first base coach, goatee. Just, I mean, because you have oh, no. the, the gray is just all in the goatee area. Yeah. I mean, I have some gray somewhere else, but it's all in the goatee. We need you as like guy coming off the Red Sox bench in October. Oh, man, I, I think the
0: goatees are so trashy. Nothing against anyone who has a goatee. I just think they're so trashy. So I'm, I'm going to maybe I'll do it for one day or something. But uh, I am keeping the beard looking fresh through my friends at Harry's. Dirt Balls, this really is such a cool gift box. Um, If you're looking for a gift this holiday season, I can't recommend this Harry's box enough. And for a limited time, listeners of Dirty Sports can get $5 off any holiday shave at harrys.com forward slash dirty sports. If you haven't gotten a gift or if you want to get a great gift, this is great. I don't know if you you guys can see some of this. It's got uh, it's got the shave cream. It's got the razor. It's got this this little container that you put the razor blade in. I'm sorry, the, the razor handle in. It's got some blades in it. it. It looks clean and it looks fresh, and it really is a great gift. Harry's makes the sharpest blades that last. It's German engineered, and they have award winning blazer blazers. They have award winning razors. It's backed by a hundred percent quality guarantee. So even if he doesn't love his shave, you'll get a full refund. So once again, this holiday season, listeners can get $5 off plus free shipping on any Harry's limited holiday edition shave set when you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports. The set comes with a weighted handle, three razor cartridges, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover, everything you'll need for a smooth shave all packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Here's that gift box. It looks great. A gift for
2: dad, a gift for your uncle, a gift for your son, a gift for your brother. Like what a great great gift for the special man in your life. As I drop it, look at this. Yeah. Special man or Italian woman in your life. So to claim your $5 off plus free
0: shipping, go to harrys.com forward slash dirty sports. And he can say that because he is Italian. People.
2: That's right. I almost said Greeks, but I didn't want to start a whole thing with the Greeks again. I think that's. I a, think, I think for that's. Shaving, a, shave off that, those chili remnants on your upper lip for all you Greek women out there.
0: What, what, what are the hairiest? What are the, you know, I, I think that'd be a good March Madness bracket. You definitely get us canceled. I'll probably get canceled for Sans. What are the hairiest women, ethnic backgrounds? We got Italians, Greeks. I mean, some Hispanic women can be really hairy. Like, but like, are we breaking down the Hispanic women? Middle Eastern I'm, women. I'm,
2: I'm sitting out this. I'm Middle going. Eastern
0: women can be hairy.
2: I took, I, I, that's why I said Italians. Cause I was like, I can say that I'm Italian. I'm not, I can't be canceled. I'm hey, no longer participating. I'm hey, I'm just based off some
0: personal experience.
2: I can do yeah. that. Right. Well, it's but, also, listen, you know, the, uh, I'm sure the, the Norwegians and the, whatever, it's just, it's just blonde hair. So you don't, it doesn't show as much, you know,
0: by the way, speaking of, uh, you know, talking about other people, I, I don't know if I've said this before in the show, I was baptized by a, uh, a black priest gives me a lot of street cred. Right. Does that give me street cred? I think so. Right that give me permission to say the end. I mean, he was African. Oh, I'm kidding.
2: He? <laughs> he was an African.
0: He wasn't, priest? he wasn't African.
2: He wasn't. No. Wow. Black. So that, was that was a big thing. I was a big thing, especially yeah. like in yeah. our, in our younger days. Yeah. African Catholic priests who came up here.
0: Sure. I was joking there. That gives me permission to drop the end bombs. Definitely doesn't. It doesn't. No, no. You, you can feel the tension. Me even making that joke. Don't you just feel it in the air and yeah. everyone listening?
2: Even over Zoom.
0: One last racial note. Okay. (laughs) This is kind of funny. We've
2: we've, we've entered the Andy demanding on getting us canceled portion of the show.
0: No, this made me laugh. I saw it on Twitter before the show. New poll shows only 2% of Hispanics use the term Latinx. Many find it offensive. So that's our portion of good job, white, liberal, educated, white women. The term that you wanted to be used, they find offensive. So we will not be using Latinx on this show, but we will be using Kleenex. As you can see, I've retired my stand-up career officially on that joke. It's officially retired, Joe. Can I give some local love real quick? Sure. (laughs) congrats to the Cincinnati Bearcats for making the college football playoffs. Yeehaw. First non-power five school to make it shout out to the Baylor bears for making that happen.
1: I don't and, watch. And
2: I, I, and I, I like this as well. And it's good. Like, and I, and I believe that this should, I believe this should happen more, but also at the same time, when Cincinnati gets boat raced by, uh, Bama, Bama. I want all the, I want all the, they never belongs in the, in the, in the mix. Well, there've been a ton of blowouts actually. I know uh, like a ton. Somebody, they
0: were, they were, there was some articles I was reading. Like I had no clue how many blowouts since they, since they instituted it, but I'm going to go on record right now. And I know I'm being a homer. The, 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 the Bearcats will cover the spread. What's the spread. It started 13 and a half. I think it was around 14, 14 and a half. I think Cincinnati
2: will cover the spread let's bet a $25 Jersey Mike's gift card on it.
0: Oh, we're going to double or nothing?
2: I was I was just thinking that this morning I was like, "Oh, I've got a 25, Andy's got $25." I was like, "You know what we should do from now on? Separate from our like big bets. I it like the just Jersey be a, Mike's a gift card I and like then this. and then we can just grow it until at some point somebody cashes out their like $300 Jersey Mike's gift card. Hey. Also, although- I think it could be great. I think if we only wager in Jersey Mike's gift cards, maybe we Get it the was, attention of Jersey Mike's. Yeah. I I agree. My, so, my, so let's go. Let's go 25 on the Jersey Mike's gift card on the covering of the spread. Okay. So like I
0: said, we're basically double or nothing. The Odell. Bet.
2: Yeah. But also, but also I'm getting another Odell bet in on Thursday. Okay. We
0: can do that. I like on it. I have to keep track. of Always Jersey
2: Mike. Bets. Yeah. Well, M- mada has got it. Mada Mata had it, even has it on the the Excel spreadsheet. So Mada, you can just keep the Jersey Mike's thing at the bottom of the Excel, and uh, keep a running tally going.
0: I picked my you know I picked my nephew up from school on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and sometimes we do Jersey Mike's. And he said to me out of nowhere, he goes, "You know the guy who found a Jersey Mike's isn't even named Mike."
2: I go, "Yeah, I did know that." From he's like, "I was watching the you commercial. should have been like, did you know the human head weighs seven pounds?" <laughs>
0: I said yeah, I see he's like, I was, you know, football was on, and I saw one of the commercials. Like, that's when I seen it too. He goes, He's not even named Mike. I'm like, you know, the guy who founded McDonald's is not named McDonald. I didn't say that, I should have. Kids, that's why kids are great. They say some great things. Now, when they, they score they say
2: two- the darndest things.
0: They do. Now, when they score two points in the first half of your first regular season game
2: and they do things like that. You, you know, you don't want to be. Oh, around. is there a game? Do you guys already have a game? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A resting on their laurels of champion of the championship last year. Well, a we little let down we,
0: we got a new squad and we got four of the same nine. And let's just say we were down five to two at halftime and we lost 19 to seven. And Coach Ruther was not too happy. But hey. You can only get better, right? Time to channel my inner Phil Jackson and try to make these kids better. If not, I'll just retire before the season ends. That way I still retired on top with a trophy. I have this all figured out. You want to hear from the dirt balls? Sure. I wanted to play these last episode. We discussed things with, you know, you had said some things, things we eat. Before sporting events, mostly like in high school.
2: By the way, I'm just—I was just thinking about that this morning because of my ability at one point in my life to like eat the grossest thing. And so this morning I got up. The last couple of days I've gone. The last couple of mornings I've gone for a swim. I've been trying to—I'm trying to like lose a little bit of weight here. So I've been trying to manage my calories. And then I was like, oh, but I feel like I'm going. I—you know—I have no sort of nutritional or like exercise regimen. Like I've never. I, I refuse to even listen to Eddie Ift when he talks to me about fitness and stuff like that. Like sometimes I think going to getting too into that, there's like, there's so much competing information. So the last couple of times I felt like I didn't have enough fuel in my system to like to go for the hard workouts that I was doing. So this morning I got up and I was like, Oh, well, I have some bagels and cream cheese. I'm going to have a couple of those. And I had a cup of coffee, a little protein shake today. I felt like I had, dude, I'm talking about two small bagels a cup of coffee and a protein shake prior to, I felt like I was going to vomit in the pool. I used to eat a prior to double, working out. double fucking quarter pounder of a cheese meal and a McChicken sandwich before playing a full basketball game.
0: Yeah. Well, again, like I said, Chad Johnson, remember on that hard knocks.
2: I think it's just, a, I think it's just an age thing. I just think it's like at 42, I need to have a perfectly limited Pre-workout meal.
0: Yeah, you'd rather eat less than more. Well, we, again, we have some calls on it. Here, Here's a good one as far as what a dirtball did during his tennis match, matches, and this is pretty
1: hilarious. Hey, Peter here, Michigan dirtball. I'm just calling to, uh, to add on to Joe talking about Um, eating McDonald's right before high school basketball games, which is fucking ludicrous, but (laughs) I was a varsity tennis player in high school, and I used to go, before matches or tournaments or anything, I would stop at Qdoba, get two burritos and a thing of chips and salsa, and I would eat one burrito before the match, and then like I'd put the other one and then the chips and salsa in my bag during the match, so like when we would switch sides, I would take I would, like, stop and get water and switch sides. I would, like, also be eating a fucking Qdoba burrito in the middle of this tennis (laughs) match. Mid-match. And I got some real weird looks. But what are you going to do? We went to States. Um, Anyway, condoms are for... Truthfully, if I tried to do that shit now, I would probably fucking die. I can barely eat three meals a day without wanting to take a nap after all of them. But... Yeah. Anyway. You
0: know what I love about Peter? He precedes your call by calling you ludicrous for eating McDonald's. And then, yeah.
2: And then he's eating, he's eating burritos mid-match. Mid-match. We, weren't, it- we, we weren't having 20-second timeouts where I popped a couple nuggets. <laughs> Putting the burrito and chips and salsa. <laughs> and chips and salsa. Anybody have guac? They're like, it- sir, <laughs> in we're between his, sets.
0: In his bag. Yeah, well, of course you got weird looks, Peter. That's hilarious. Okay. Let's see what this one says. I've never I had
2: Qdoba, I
0: don't think. This is basically a Chipotle rival. Yeah. Q- Qdoba's big thing, which Chipotle didn't have for a while. This was like the big Midwest thing. Free guac. No, they had the queso.
2: Oh, I like queso.
0: For a while, you like that wasn't a thing at Chipotle. And that was, Kadoba's like, we can offer the side queso. And then Kadoba finally, or Chipotle finally figured that out. People in the Midwest, this is what the Midwest loves. People in the Midwest love those type of chains. Cadoba, Chipotle. And I was just telling somebody this. I was telling my sister in law this yesterday and, and, and her dad, because he's from San Diego. That was one of the reasons we all went to the game yesterday, even though he had given up his fandom. That's a whole other story. And roots for the bangles now. Anyway, uh, I said what the things I miss most about California and Los Angeles in particular. I obviously missed the miss the, the weather slash beach. I kind of put those together, especially like exercising and running on the beach. I was like, the Mexican food, man, like good, authentic California Mexican food. I miss that the most because now I'm like, oh, I gotta go to Chipotle. I mean, it just doesn't compare. None of it compares. That's what I miss. Okay. I think this is another call about maybe, maybe another story about
2: food. your game feeding. I love that. We just go down these wormholes. like just like,
1: Hey guys, Josh from Kansas. longtime listener. Uh, first time sober caller. Uh, listened to the podcast the other day. Talking about things that you ate right before a game. That got me thinking back in high school, we used to go eat like the Baconators or whatever it was from Wendy's, like right before games. So like what's some of the worst stuff that you've eaten before an athletic oh. event?
0: Sorry. Okay. Did you hear that ring? Yeah. So his was Baconator. That's a, that's a pretty aggressive one. It's not just like totally. a cheeseburger. Totally those baconators
2: for me it's like at this point in my life like i always feel gross 40 um, minutes after mcdonald's or like 30 minutes after mcdonald's so it's like it's it's remarkable to me but i also remember as a kid like mcdonald's had no effect on me like sure. i didn't i was just like yeah totally like i didn't feel gross after well th- yeah. any of that like i can't think of what you know, he's like, Oh, what's the weirdest or what's the gross? Like, what's it like? I can't think of anything that I could have eaten that would have made less sense. I maybe a giant burrito or like Chinese food. I mean, I wonder how many kids I wonder how many kids in Cincinnati are like on their way to a high school basketball game with like a bowl of chili covered in cheese and and onions. Well. I, that's what happened last year.
0: You know, after our first basketball game, I had the kids all get in a circle and I say, tell me something you liked. The, I think I said this in the show. So tell me something you liked the most about the first game. Cause last year's third graders, a lot of them, that was their first ever organized basketball game. And you know, I ranged from scoring to wearing my uniforms, to layup, you know, they're, they're eight years old. They're going to give funny answers. The one kid's answer. of oh, the thing. He liked the most about the, the first basketball game was he goes, my pregame meal at skyline. And I was like, "You had cheese conies?" He's like, "Yeah, I had, I had two cheese conies before the game." And I reported his parents to child protective services because I'm like, "What are you doing?"
2: The other thing I always did, I think this was, this was like being a, a child, but also there was a little bit of strategy to it. When I used to swim in the summer, we, you know the, the swim meets, we always had like the snack bar situation like we had we had a basic snack bar like full-time but then like during the meets it would be like parents setting up you know brownies and like whatever and you're trying to sell things to people who are watching it also to like raise money my mom would always go to like a costco and get a bunch of candy and whatever and i mean prior to my race i would slam Like a gigantic orange juice and like snort fun dip and like pound sour, and just be like, We're going full sugar high right here. Like, literally, right before my heat, I'm just like, I'm taking 40 grams of sugar.
0: That's intense. Well, let's not forget, you and I, as adults, made a completely reckless decision before having to eat that steak. Oh, yeah. The, what the was it?
2: Yeah, that was ridiculous.
0: What was that? The Big Texan. Yeah, we were so hungry. We ate a McDonald's like three we hours. Just
2: had we should have just had like a we should just had like a very simple lightweight breach like like meal to just hold us over. We should have just had salads or like six chicken McNuggets, very small amount. Yeah, but you shouldn't even fucked with McDonald's. Of course, we're on the road somewhere. When, New Mexico or whatever. So,
0: and Nick was like, "Let's go to Don's. Let's go to Don's."
2: Still, the only I just one. want I just want a picture of a young Michael Majid with his goalie gloves on, on the sideline of a youth hockey game, eating a helmet of nachos. I just want it. I just want it. I just want I just hockey want to, or soccer. Youth soccer. Sorry, yeah. I want a youth soccer Majid with the goalie gloves on. <laughs> football helmet full of nachos i know that picture exists oh you know, yeah and his dad in the background like it's half michael's it's half time where do you even get helmet nachos well i brought the helmet from the dodger game i went to from the from the red sox game i went yeah. to and i i cooked the nachos in the locker room microwave
0: you know i was thinking about that the other day i don't know why i was just randomly thinking about that i was thinking when you're hungry at a ball game you get like two hot dogs or like two slices of pizza who in their right mind who says, I'm starving gets a full size Major League Baseball batting helmet, loaded, fully loaded nachos? Those were like $18 Dodger Stadium nachos and crushes it. Talk about making you feel sick. Unbelievable. Okay, we got one more call and I got a DM on that. I just.
2: On a picture of a young Majid about to start his SATs. He's just got to get rid of the helmet of notches. All
0: right. So uh, I think this is Dirtball Zach from Indiana. He he left me a DM too about this. So I'll play the call.
1: Hey guys, it's Zach, Indiana Dirtball. Um, I was just calling to uh, see what you guys thought about the uh, Colts. And their uh, hard knock season. I uh, haven't heard you guys talk about them much at all. I think it's a lot better than what the uh, earlier Cowboys um, episodes were. So, uh, um, And I'll also, I'm coming to California uh, next week, and I kind of would like uh, some advice on what to do, what not to do, where to stay away from. Nice spots to eat, stuff like that. So stay
2: dirty, boys. Thank you.
0: Zach was doing some pauses. Uh, yeah, he yeah. he met Los Angeles. He DM'd, yeah, he DM'd us. Like, yeah. Oh, you were on it. That's right. Yeah. Uh,
2: I haven't watched the hard knocks. I haven't I mean, either. I, I feel like speaking of our terrible meals, pregame meals, I feel like the Cowboys thing left a bad taste in my mouth. But
0: it did, though,
2: for me, too. Yeah. So boring. But the good thing is. We have another one, so I'll check it out.
0: Yeah, I, I will, too.
2: Now, I, I, I know he's coming to Los Angeles. Um, so the first thing I do when I have friends that visit Los Angeles, I have a I have it's like the two hour Joe Perno driving tour, which I think hits a lot of spots and limits how much you have to do certain things, because some people they like. Want to go to the Hollywood Walk of Fame and like put their hands in Jack Nicholson's hands and take pictures and whatever. So that's fine if you want to do all that stuff. But the Joe Prano two hour LA driving tour, I think it's a lot of things. Um, so I could give I could give Zach that real quick right now. Um, obviously, when people come, usually if they're visiting and I'm taking them on the tour, we start on the west side because I'm always on the west side, but you can Zach, you can map this and figure out if you want to start somewhere different or end somewhere different but basically i always start on the west side i get on depending on where somebody's staying either directly onto the pch or the 10 straight to the pch west go up the pch you get a little bit of the uh coastline you know you get a little bit of that pre-malibu Palisades, santa monica um obviously you get like the, that 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 PCH, like down by the Santa Monica hotels, all that. Boom. Go all the way up there. Go to Sunset Boulevard, make a right. Take Sunset Boulevard East. If you do that, you'll pass through Brentwood. You'll pass through Bel Air. You'll pass through Beverly Hills. You see the Beverly Hills sign. You can do a you could do run off that uh, and see the Playboy Mansion if you want. Come back, get back on Sunset Boulevard. You go all the way in. You get the Sunset Strip. You get the Whiskey and Go-Go, you get the Comedy Store, you get Chateau Marmont, you get the whole Sunset Strip. Go down, get all the way down into Hollywood, make a left, go up to Hollywood Boulevard, go down, you'll pass Man's Chinese Theater. You can pop out and do the Hollywood Boulevard thing for a minute if you want. Um, obviously, you go past Hollywood and Vine, keep going down, go all the way down, uh, make a left again. You can go up to Franklin and get to the... Uh, You'll see the Capitol Records building, which for music fans is a big one. Then you take that, you go all the way up through past where the Hollywood Bowl is and get on to Mulholland and then take Mulholland all the way across west again. So now you'll get the entire view of L.A. from Mulholland up top and the opposite view of the valley. You can take Mulholland all the way down to the 405 and then I take the 405 back down and I get off uh, in like the. Brentwood Bundy area. I go by OJ, the OJ murder scene and boom, you're back on the West side. You hit a lot of fucking different things in like a two hour driving tour. And I feel like a lot of those things you don't really need to get out of the car for, um, Oh, and mixed in there before, after Hollywood walk of fame, but before the Capitol records, if you go, um, up, uh, Beachwood, you can take, you can go see the Hollywood sign. You can get a close look at the Hollywood sign.
0: Make sure you stop. There's a great pizza joint um, under a Hotel Irwin in Venice Beach. <laughs> they have $32 slices of one-inch pizza. It's really good.
2: Now, when people come to town, Andy, and when they were in L.A., mm-hmm. was there must-do restaurants for you, like must-eats? or like must. I like to tell people I love Philippe's. If you're over on that side, if you're in downtown, you're that area, I like Philippe's. Um, I mean, Pink, I pink's, if you're a hot dog guy is like a LA staple,
0: you want to hear something crazy. You've never eaten at pinks. I've never eaten at pinks. I'm not a
2: f- big hot dog guy, but yeah. Mikey's a big a little, hot dog guy. He 14 do years. It. And I was just
0: like, well, if people would stand by me, we'd always go at my favorite Italian restaurant, RIP, you know, in Venice beach. Um, it's tough to see that place gone uh but um I don't know, I mean, there's so many good spots, you know, there's so many I, I think like the, there's such a plethora of good food around that like I wouldn't be like, oh, you have to go to this place.
2: yeah, downtown is fun. you can go to uh, Grand Central Market, you got the last bookstore. you can go to um uh uh what you want call it um, the brewery. The, the downtown Los Angeles brewery, famous fucking brewery. I forget, I'm forgetting the name of it. Golden Road's out in like Glendale, but there's another one. I sent CT to it when he was here. Anyway, there's a downtown LA brewery. It's really good. Some great
0: Taco Bells and Little Caesars scattered throughout the city. Can't miss those. I couldn't tell last time I had Taco Bell. I mean,
2: Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. I've
0: never eaten there either. What's wrong with me?
2: I'm not a big pinks. I'm not a hot dog guy, but the one thing I did like about pinks, they had uh they had slaw dogs. You just get two hot dogs covered in coleslaw. I do love coleslaw.
0: That's interesting.
2: Yeah. That was my, that was my order, you know, cause they do a million different kinds of versions there. I would just get two slaw dogs.
0: Yeah. There was a great subway that no longer exists. <laughs> you know, someone created a subway account. Did you see that?
2: Oh, yeah. Dirty Sports Subway. He's going to tweet us every time he eats at Subway. That's so disgusting.
0: Like, like, I honestly would not be friends with somebody who chooses Subway over the other places. I like legit. Yeah. Like you, you, you have mental problems. If you go to Subway. Over like Jimmy Downs or Jersey Mike's. Seriously, Jersey
2: Mike's hop on board. Yeah, a lot of the Jimmy John stands. stand. Jimmy Johns is like that. And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I might be a Jersey Mike's guy.
0: I'm Jersey Mike's guy.
2: As as is uh, shown by our now ongoing Jersey Mike's bet.
0: Yeah, I can't wait for the new one on Thursday. If you have a new Odell Beckham Jr., one. This will be good. I like these bets. All right, that's the show. 310 359 8365. That is the hotline. And it is not live. I have to share this DM exchange. Too bad the dirtballs who didn't stick around for this. Logan, I'm not going to say your last name, but Logan, you're all time, dude. You're all time. He says, uh, how do I call into the podcast? I give him the hotline 310-359-8365. He hits me back two days later last week. Thank you. I tried calling, but it went to voicemail. What's the best time to call? I wrote, That's what it always does. It's a hotline, bro. LOL what i thought you were an intern when answering and then record it for me
2: <laughs> we're just playing your voicemails guys
0: L- logan thinks i'm 24 7 i thought you were an intern or whoever somebody's 24 7 answering and then recording what they say <sighs> You got to love the dirt balls. Anyway, where can they see you live? And this, you actually do get to see Joe live. It's not a recording.
2: Live in person. Uh, Follow me on all social media at Joe Prano, except for Twitter. I'm at Fix Your Life. Uh, I post most of my shows as they're upcoming on Instagram. So that's a definite follow if you want to know. Also, all my dates listed at joeprano.com. I am uh, getting ready to fill out some shows for the week that I'll be home in New York for the holidays. So if you're an East Coast dirtball, slide into my DMs or keep your eye on my Instagram for that. Then I'll be uh, New Year's Eve weekend uh, with Eddie Ift at House of Comedy in Arizona, Phoenix, Scottsdale area. Um, And then I've got San Francisco Sketch Fest. Toward the end of January and Santa Cruz, I believe it's January 21st and 22nd and then 23rd in Santa Cruz and then more uh, dates to come. So. All
0: right. Sounds like a plan. Much love for everybody, as always. Thank you guys for listening and supporting the show.
2: Have a great week and don't forget, stay dirty.